All right. Welcome to another edition of our weekly Friday market update. Every Friday at 12 o'clock Pacific time, I, as a Bay Area realtor, highlight all the news articles that I want to go over. I go over any of the fortunate success stories that I've had with my clients. And then I give you the live data itself so that you can see what is actually happening with the Bay Area real estate market. Of course, this is a live show. So if you or anyone you know has any questions, feel free to drop it in the comments below. I'll be able to answer it in real time during the recording of this show. Or if you watch this afterwards, like many of my other viewers do, feel free to leave it in the comments below uh, in the comment section of like YouTube or send me a direct message. I'm happy to answer anything that you may have. Let's go over the week of the, the uh, highlights of the week. I uh, love these articles, right? Burned out Bay Area home list for $850,000 and offers are rolling in. Oh my, it's a burned down home. Oh my, this is worth nothing now? No, I think in general, and I get this question a few times from some clients that are especially uh, new clients and they're like, why is this home selling for this? Oh, it's so beat up, so it should be worth zero. That's not the way you should be thinking about it. Let me educate those uh, that think about it this way. Think about it as if, if you're an investor, right? If homes are selling for X price in an area, let's say in Walnut Creek, let's say the median price for something similar is 1.5 million as a random example. And you have a home like this that may either need to be tear down, torn down, or partially remodeled. It really depends on the situation. It also depends on what the contractor you're working with can do. Now, as you can imagine, different people will have different costs. So some people that have contractors that they work with a long time or they they're like part of their team can renovate this for much less than an end user like myself or yourself. But at the end of the day, there's a cost that should be associated with what, the, what it would be just to rebuild a brand new home. So you need to understand what is that cost. Now, understand that it'll take time. It will also take obviously a different type of financing structure because a lot more would be either just straight up capital or uh, a construction loan and do the math backwards. And you can even add a buffer when it comes to that. That's how you determine the fair price for any home, even if it's a complete fixture like what you see here. But this also applies for all sorts of different types of homes, right? So if it was like a cosmetic flip uh, a fixer, so maybe it was just all original, just do the math backwards. Okay, the value of these homes in this area is X. I think it's going to cost about Y to do. Subtract difference, add a little buffer, and that's a fair price already because you're then buying it at a discount because you're the one putting that sweat equity and the risk in. You, but you don't just say this is worth nothing. So I always love these Highline articles, and I always want to go over it because there's, at the end of the day, everything the value is always in the land. You can always rebuild this home. Right. Obviously, it'll take work, it'll take time, it'll take experience. So the buyer pool will be limited. But the bigger the spread, the more likely people are willing to take it in. Because if people even mess up, they have a bigger spread. And so that's where these situations come in. So it really depends on that area. What are the homes in that area actually will be worth? And remember, the value of your home now, when it's renovated, which is like fully redone, it's gonna be better than those homes that you see their comparables because it's a brand new home. Like everything would be new. So it actually would be higher than what those other homes would be because of 
yeah, you're going to have a brand new house that others are going to be now comparing this home to. So those are the things as you look into like these, obviously this is a lot of work, make no mistake. It's not for everybody, but for those that are cosmetic fixers, those that you want to potentially do an addition for, those are the ways to think about these types of projects. Next, $1 billion Facebook housing effort helmed by former Fremont vice mayor. Looks like she will be taking on. It's going to be interesting to see because this is a very political side, which is always housing. Housing is very political, right? I mean, think about what happens with housing. Like you have to get the city approval. You have to have um, basically a, a lobbyist in a sense because they have to know the system, know how to make things work, how to move things. So it's a very, very political play. And so, of course, these big tech companies have to employ someone that's uh, local. Now, whether you like what has happened with Fremont or not, the fact is Fremont has done a lot in terms of building, especially in the core Bay Area. Fremont, Mopitas, San Jose. Now, not everybody likes that because it's always a pro and con, right? You can't It can't work both on both sides. On one end, if you're somebody that's a, that's a NIMBY, not in my backyard, you don't want any of these other homes. At the same time, if you want more affordable housing and you're complaining about the cost of housing, then this is obviously very, very positive, right? Because they've built a ton more and they will continue to build a lot more, relative speaking, in, in those areas. However, if you look at the same impact where Facebook is at in Menlo Park and the surrounding cities, very little construction. I mean, you tell me, how many new homes have come up in Menlo Park even the last decade? Uh, there's a few around Facebook. I know that, but outside of that, not a whole lot, right? I mean, we're talking about maybe hundreds, not a lot, which is, uh, which is the big problem. So hopefully as she takes helm of this, uh, given hopefully there's some political aspects of things and the lobbyist side of things, uh, hopefully we'll see some good traction on, uh, housing in, uh, in that new Facebook Menlo Park campus. Now, some other news, big residential complexes eyed in Oakland's Jack London Square. More than 100 homes are being planned in Oakland's waterfront district. So there's actually a decent amount of uh, apartments and condos already at Jack London Square. I, I went a couple of months back um, to take a look at some property. So there is a few out there and there'll be more coming in the, the pipe. You know, there's a lot of opportunities there um, to build. There's a good amount of space in that area because it's, it's a lot more industrial, at least historically in that area. And you'll see a lot of these conversions over time, which is industrial space turned into uh, potential residential space and mixed use space. So they already have some of that there. Um, but it'd be good, good to see more inventory and more developments over time. Now, make no mistake, these types of developments will take several years. So this is not something you can expect anytime soon, but it's good to see progress. And it's also good to see that builders are wanting to build in those areas. The other one, Choice Downtown Mountain View Building is grabbed by big developer, three-story downtown house houses office retail space. So this is a really, really good location and property. This is in um, the kind of southern parts of downtown Mountain View. I actually uh, know the owner of, of flights, and there was a lot of drama because of rent um, here uh, during COVID, right? So when COVID happened, you know, flights and, and lots of us restaurants got certainly very deeply impacted. And there was a there was some back and forth related to them and the landlord. 
Now, fast forward to what you see of this news, you see why the landlord was not going to budge on rent because they were basically planning to sell this building to begin with to maybe for to be redeveloped or repurposed. So really interesting to see that now, which is a year and a half, about a year after a lot of the drama that happened with that flight's location. And you, and you can just simply look it up. It's all public in terms of like how they try to make it work and, and not make it work. Um, but really interesting to see. So as you can see, though, a lot of these prime areas are still very attractive to outside developers. So do not be surprised as you see more and more of these uh, types of projects and buyouts occurring. Next. Soaring uh, home prices are spooking buyers. Only 20%, 28% say it's a good time to buy a home. Now, what I find is always interesting is many times when you see these headline articles, they're laggards because they look at old data. What you're going to see in about seven minutes is I'm going to show you what's actually happening now as we are in mid-August. You tell me if prices are still soaring. And so for any of you that are active buyers or potential to be buyers, I'm going to give you a quick sneak peek. Home prices have actually declined across all counties in the last two months. Um, many areas have dropped about 8 to 9% from the highs. Now, is it higher, obviously, than it was last year? The answer is yes. Is it still higher than many times throughout this year? The answer is yes. However, that continued to increase spike that we've had for the June figure of the spring figures are not happening anymore. So for anyone that's been on the fence about to jump off and give up, or for those that have given up, share this video in this section with your friends and let them understand the market has not necessarily changed. Is there some aspects of seasonality? It's kind of just cooled off. It makes it a lot more predictable for people. So it's good for those uh, that are still active mentally of buying, that it is easier than before. <clears throat> Make no mistake though, you're not the only buyer, so this is not the market where you're you're trying to lowball offers, but you will see more opportunities than you have seen in the last several months. But it's always fun to see these articles because, as you can see, if you, if you just took this as face value, it may be very intimidating, and you may be one of those buyers that have been spooked. Fortunately, it's it's actually has already been reversing. You will see momentarily, and trust me, you will see these articles sometime in September or. October saying, oh, the thing, the market has reversed. So just be aware, a lot of these articles are laggards of what has already been happening. Now, in terms of uh, some updates this week, officially closed. So I helped the clients. He found me on YouTube. I appreciate that a lot. It's always great to connect with those that found me through this channel and through this uh, live stream. Uh, he knew, it, you know, the previous agent that he was working with, it just wasn't a good fit. They weren't taking the initiative. They didn't have the vision. They didn't, they didn't have a process in place. Unfortunately, he, he trusted me and, and we did this very, we did a very good job on this listed at around 699 sold for 715, which is higher than what uh, others have sold for in this same building. And yeah, and then he's very happy. He'll cash out on this, move on to the next project or move on to whatever he wants to do with that. We sold this in one week, beautifully staged, as you can see, great pictures. We did a, a nice video uh, of the home itself. And now uh, we'll have a celebration dinner on Sunday. So congratulations to my clients. It was a great to be able to help you on this. Very smooth process, no issues with the with the journey every step of the way. It was as hands-off as it as could have been from, from the client, uh, which, is, which is always a, a relief and what's expected uh, for sellers. 
so next, let's talk about the market update itself. So this is the figures I want I wanted to share with you, so you can visually see for yourself what is happening with prices. Now you can see 177 new listings this week. So it has actually declined uh, over the last several weeks. Same figures as it was during the 4th of July weekend. Something to be mindful of. Contingent pending numbers are higher than how many new listings this week. But look at prices. Medium sales prices for San Mateo County has actually declined pretty significantly. I mean, this is a big drop. Now, I don't think things will end up this way, even though we're two weeks in. I think they will creep back up. But it is a very big decline either way. Even if it was half of this level, it's still a big decline versus before. So for those that are looking in San Mateo County, those are good opportunities, as you can see, uh, to be buying out in that area. The other thing to note is even condos and townhomes. Now, I think there's some, you know, as you can see, this is the chart on the left. It's always from the previous week. And this is the chart of this current week. I think there may have been some typo or mistake for somebody, but I would suspect it would be just a little bit higher than it was last week. We'll get this probably corrected next week when, you know, that person updates their numbers uh, correctly. That's San Mateo County. What happened with Santa Clara County? Similar results. Now, the number of listings is, is not the same as San Mateo County, uh, as uh, yeah, as San Mateo County. You can see it's, it's a pretty healthy amount, 517 new listings this week, 436 that are pending. You can see prices, exact same impact, right? Decline uh, as it was before. So it's just something to be mindful of for the summer. Now, I suspect things may pick up again during the fall season, but we will see. Now, the different factor though is the condos and townhomes here is interesting. Not a similar decline, right? Things have actually been flat than anything else. So it shows two things. One, that people may have given up for single family and decided to move into condos and townhomes. Um, that's usually more the inclination that I have that prices are still uh, relatively flat, not still rising. So something to be mindful of when you're looking in Santa Clara uh, County. Alameda County, let's take a look. Similar result, right? A more modest decline. The backstory of Alameda County is why it's been relatively flat through the years is because, as you remember, for the last four months, there was the initiative of people going back to work. So if people were going back to work, then there is the concern of being too far away from work. And so people wanted to move naturally to those places that are hotter, San Mateo County, Santa Clara County. However, it's been relatively flat. So it's very, very beneficial for clients. It shows it's very predictable. Right? If you just see what has sold in the last few months, you will see that uh, it's going to be probably selling for something similar. So it makes it very easy to understand what homes will sell for in Alameda County because it's been relatively flat. San Francisco, same results as the other ones. Right, You can see it has declined in the summertime. Now, you can see it has leveled off as it was in July. So this is the story that seems to be happening across the board in most counties here in the Bay Area. Now it's actually happening across the country. So I think there's a couple of factors of my guess, and you tell me if you feel the same way or if you see it yourself. Number one, this summer, people have been traveling a lot, right? Mentally, they may, may have been checked out, but no doubt people have been traveling a lot, especially as the Delta variant was uh, getting is more, more and more spread. And so people want to front load all those travels. For one, it's been a long time since they have done it. And two, they might as well do it up front before things get locked down again for you know one or, one or two months. And so there's a huge amount of people that have traveled, without a doubt. I've traveled more than before, and 
many, many people I know have been all over the place. So there's a, there's that aspect. And then I think there's also the aspect of uh, the concerns of the proximity. You can see most companies have extended their return to work. I think the earliest now is October, which is about two months out. Some have given even more leniency. So some may be to like January. It's always case by case. Most big tech is still October. So they pushed it one month out. Um, but it's just something to be to be mindful of and be aware of. And last but not least, let's just look at Contra Costa County. You can see the Contra Costa County has declined. So you can see the figures. The highest actually was in May. So their, their peak was different than most. It was in May and it has declined every month since. But condos and townhomes, different, right? Continues to actually increase, um, which is a, a very different picture than most. Well, I hope you guys get a glimpse as to what is actually happening with the market. This is a summer slowdown. I gave you the different reasons of why I'm thinking what it is, but we'll see what happens. We'll see if this is a trend or this is a small blip. And then the remaining of the year, people um, end up buying again in the fall, which is not unusual. If you or anyone you know has any questions about the local Bay Area real estate market, please reach out at any time. If you're watching this on YouTube or listening to the podcast, be sure to hit that like button, hit subscribe so you don't miss a video, and be sure to hit that notification bell so you get notified for every video that comes up. I hope you enjoyed this show. I'll see you at the next one. Bye now.